0: Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And he makes this look good. It's Men in Black.
1: For better or for worse, out there is a you.
0: Amy Jo, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm I'm well, Jeffrey. I'm excited for we have a a guest
0: over the Zoom. We sure do. I am excited as well uh you may know him from his sketch show astronomy club that was on netflix you may have seen him on unbreakable kimmy schmidt or you may have heard him on his own podcast the amazing black men can't jump in hollywood recently celebrating over 300 episodes uh so honored to have you on today man jonathan braylock welcome sir hey
2: thank you so much for having me very excited to be here we're very excited to have you yes I,
0: I, i love that i gave you several different options of films to potentially cover and uh Men in Black seem to be the forefront. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, Men in Black is uh, my second favorite film. And it's it, Will Smith is my favorite actor, and this is my favorite movie of his. So uh, I love Men in Black. I've seen it many, many times, and I think it's a perfect movie. <laughs>
0: It, it really is i couldn't believe a how short this film is this is film like barely over darn. 90 minutes yeah. yeah it's like there's no there's no fat it feels like an editor just went in and was like let's just cut everything that isn't the best part of the movie that's
2: right
0: uh, yeah it's so good so, uh, so men in black came out on july 2nd 1997 and was directed by Barry Seinenfeld and written by ed solomon uh so we've just started talking about what are your experiences with men in black what was the, did you see it in theaters the first time
2: i did and i remember being so excited to see it um and i re- there were a lot i forgot which i'm sure some fast food restaurant had some toy <laughs> campaign with this i remember so badly wanting the Neuralizer before i even knew what it was oh, mm-hmm. uh i i wanted to dress up like will smith because he was my favorite and i wanted to, you know i love fresh prince and i wanted to wear those glasses and ju- i just thought everything about it was cool and it's it's funny because it's one of those movies where you know, there was. I feel like there was so much hype for it, and then it like actually delivered on the, on, the, on the hype. You know, in both the critical sense and the box office sense. Yeah, I, the, I, yeah, I was very excited to see this movie as a kid, and I, and I loved it immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this also might be like best easy DIY Halloween costume of just black oh, suit, yeah. slap on some sunglasses. Yeah, it's very easy. I feel like that's making a neuralizer. <laughs> if you can't get it from wherever, McDonald's or wherever, you can, that you can make. You can make out of a Pez dispenser or whatever. Right. Uh that's awesome. Uh Amy Joe, what was your First time seeing him. In I Black.
1: saw this in theaters, and then like a couple times more in high school. But I have not seen it probably since I graduated high school. So it was it was very much uh, like visiting it anew, uh, which was really fun. It was really because as we said, it, this movie holds up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I remembered a lot of the iconic stuff, but none of the none of the plot. You know, right, right. I remembered like some of the sequences, but. Ugh. Yeah. What what a what a what a trip.
2: A lot of iconic lines in this movie
0: for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's right. I remembered a lot of the quips. I guess you know a lot of lines were like that's a trailer line for sure. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Every everything in the the, like uh, audition part of the film (laughs) with Will Smith trying to get Men in Black. (laughs) Everything he says in that scene where he he shoots the little cardboard cutout of the girl. uh, I was like, this is all like (laughs) a a plus material. you got this guy, he's just working out. I'm not gonna shoot him.
2: yeah and then i realized you know he's not snarling he's sneezing look he got a tissue in his hand and then i don't know little white girl she got books on quantum mechanics out with a bunch of monsters i mean it's that's the other thing about this movie is that uh the action is fun it's like a cool sci-fi film but like it is so funny it's one of the funniest movies there is like and will is i mean i really it's like his it's his prime and he's like he is nailing every single I it's gonna be hard to do this recasting thing, but I but I'm I so know. yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> the, the two of them together, especially, it feels like that's the perfect it's possible beautiful. pair. Of yeah. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Uh yeah, very hard thinking of like alternate casting. But also like it feels like that this even more than Independence Day was like Will Smith is now our biggest superstar because he's so right. good at Independence Day. Because I rewatched that earlier this summer and hadn't seen that in probably almost two decades and he's so good in that but this really feels like now he just has the stranglehold on your summer blockbuster well, he
1: also gets to carry this film in a way that independence day is much more spread out with like the right. the scene load you know
0: that's, that's right very
2: true. yeah yeah that's very true i think it was both of these films came out in july and they were both the number one movie uh when they came out and i think maybe even one of the highest grossing like box offices like at the time like for first oh, wow. independence day and then men in black and so i think will got the nickname mr july in hollywood for oh. <laughs> for a minute because Amazing. he was yeah <laughs> just nailing the box office every time and that's why i mean it's crazy because so i said this was my second favorite movie my first favorite movie is the matrix and i don't know if mm. you guys covered that already but very famously <laughs> yeah yeah, Will yeah. was yeah. supposed to be <laughs>
0: and passed he and passed, passed to, to for go... for Wild Wild, West. Wild, Wild to, West to work with Barry Seinfeld again, which also know. you know it's like okay, here's two directors that have done for Bound, sure. have done one small film, yeah. and here's the guy that we crushed Men in Black with. Um, how could he go wrong with yeah. Wild Wild West? I know, and a big old mechanical spider. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. But uh let's uh let's get into it, shall we? So, spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Men in Black or haven't seen it in a while, here's a brief-ish synopsis. We start, we meet Agents K and D of the Men in Black, a secret agency policing alien life on Earth as they attempt to arrest an alien near the Mexican border. But when D is too slow, K is forced to shoot the alien, just exploding him all over this border patrol agent.
1: I also loved like right from the jump, they're setting up like the bureaucracy of this yes. world. Like it's just like, this is just like normal and everyday stuff for these guys, which I really appreciated. Cause it wasn't like it's sci-fi, but also like really humanizes it and really puts you into like immediately like what the job is like. And yep. it's not just like, an action sequence it's like no we're gonna sit here at the at the border and talk to this guy about like oh you broke however many code blah blah blahs and it's just like yeah that puts you in the world
0: straight away i also like that the border patrol agents are all like like i never even heard of that like whatever like we're from right. this agency and they're like there is no agency but they don't do anything so it's like these guys come up and say we're from this made-up agency but that's the power of just acting like you belong right in a place <laughs> just showing up in a black suit going too bad we're taking this guy and we're gonna walk away now <laughs> i also just love when they they shoot it all over that one guy tommy jones like you got some entrails on there on you there son uh just uh, just it, Gruff, cranky Tommy Lee Jones is so so unexpectedly perfect.
1: He's so good. I just also always think of Tommy Lee Jones as being pretty humorless. So to see him like goofing around and being silly, but it also being like so. Just like what's what's that one name where he he's like shouting out like oh uh, oh H- for the
0: twins the twins yes. that like that operate all the mach- the two aliens that operate all the machinery and he's R- so in Black seriously says like, this is says Bob this, and this yeah. is Bob yeah
1: <laughs> the ridiculous names I was like this is this is fun to see this flavor on Tommy yeah. e.
2: Jones he nails well, it well when this yeah well. it's a, it's a perfect cold open is all I was gonna say it's just like yeah. it's mm. such a great cold open to like put you in the world get you. Uh, you know you're like oh yeah aliens aliens exist they're undercover here's an agency you know and they it, it introduces the neuralizer introduces the fact that he's going to need a new partner now so mm-hmm. we're it's we're just like a perfect
0: setup it is efficient <laughs> and funny yeah, yeah i fun. think i remember this i think this alien was one of those mcdonald's or wherever it was toys i feel like i remember you could like, yeah. press a button and the alien has like all these like little mini arm all those flaps are on or go flapping around <laughs> oh, uh, his eye like i love when he's
1: just <laughs> holding the eye. head holding on the a head. stick
0: <laughs> 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 that's a great oh. version of the disguise i love we have so many different versions of Disguises, aliens yeah. and of how they disguise like a tiny alien so inside, like the, he- the head suit yeah i mean rick baker won the oscar for best makeup understandably for this. Uh, It's so, so good. He had some, he was saying that he, because you've got uh, Spielberg producing who had all of his opinions on how the alien should look, and then Barry Seinefeld. So they'd both be like, okay, well, what if you had, like, the top half was what I want, and then the bottom half could be what Steven wants. And he's, Rick Baker's like, that doesn't work that way. None of these will make sense. You can't all have your way. Uh, but it feels like he he did. It feels like he did because there's so many amazing, like, I mean, designs in this. He trust uh, it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, NYPD officer James Daryl Edwards III pursues Ugh. an alien criminal in human disguise into the Guggenheim Museum. But,
1: but it's like clearly the Guggenheim. There's no art in anywhere like it's like obviously the Guggenheim if you know what it is but I think it's not actually supposed to be the Guggenheim I'm like are they in the middle of like where we're taking a break for a minute there's like no art anywhere
0: they couldn't afford to show the art that's probably true I
2: always want I wanted to go to the Guggenheim because of this
0: movie I lived in New (laughs) York I had
2: never been I had never been and I was like well I gotta go now because I gotta run all the way around that looks so fun
0: It's just it's just so tempting just to have to shatter that front plane glass to go through. It's like, I don't want to just walk through the door. I want to walk through the door like Will Smith. <laughs> and just break through.
1: Yeah, you're not going to be seeing uh, much art that way if yeah. that's no. how you try to enter.
2: No, you're going to drag it uh, out very, uh, quick. Also very the and, and this is also the NYPD line, which uh, I think my friends and I were all saying to each other all the time.
0: <laughs> uh, and the alien warns James that someone is coming as he has failed and steps off the roof to his death
1: this, by the way, this guy, like the disguise is like the most 90s anyone has ever looked. Is this guy that he's chasing? He's got like the spiky hair. It just, and like the like eight little piercings up his ear and everything. I was like, this guy is really just like, (laughs) don't forget that this movie takes place in the 90s, baby.
0: Well, maybe those earrings, because we learn later the... Oh, that's like The two like little staple looking earrings. Maybe that's part of, you know, you click on those earrings and then his whole head flops away. Mm. Just using what you got, you know. Kay interviews James about his encounter, then neuralizes him, but impressed with how he pursued the alien, leaves him a business card with an address to at the MIB. James goes to the address, undergoes, yeah, all all these series of tests against like all these like all military these really square cadet guys. guys. Guys, I
1: love that <laughs> all of them cle- none of these people have ever been in a holding room and had to fill out a form. Like I was like, you all aren't ready uh, for the acting world. Like you can't you can't figure out
2: how to do this. Right. Yeah.
0: The I mean, best what's the so best funny? The best, it's just the best, the best, the best, sir.
2: With honors, you know. It's Captain America over here. He has no idea why he's here. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> it's so good and i love yeah they're all they're sitting in all these pods and will smith is the only one that he's got like what looks like a tiny like little end table next to him but instead chooses to drag the <laughs> giant tape the coffee table all, like s- the loudest possible coffee table it. over uh so you want you want to get in on this with me like you want you want to get in on this table uh and then yeah him him shooting the little girl is one of the might be the funniest scene in the film <laughs> Uh, and he is oh. then offered a position with the MIB oh. he accepts and his identity and civilian life are erased as he becomes Agent J, which I love that we don't have any backstory on him, like which we don't need like, oh, no, I'm never going to see my grandmother again or parents like you just de- we never touch on it, which I think is for the better because like we just, sure. that's how this film is so like awesome and succinct and just gets to it. And they
1: do a little bit of that with Tommy Lee Jones anyway. True. So like we still get the and And, you know, he's sitting there watching the skyline through as the sun sets like we get that he's having to think about all that but we don't need to take a yeah. lot of time to see it.
2: He's a he's single, he's a loner, you know, he's a hotshot cop, but we we kind of like we understand he, he is kind of a little bit of his character <clears throat> from bad boys, you know what i mean? Like it's just yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, but he decides to just do this men in black thing. Uh, and then also in upstate New York we see this alien bug illegally crash landing onto Earth, killing this farmer, Edgar, or as his wife says, Egger. I
1: would like to take conservatively an hour <laughs> to talk about the way she pronounces his name. It is, it, I was like, please just continue to say Egger. <laughs> well, Egger. Egger. I I thought it was the funniest your, thing. I was your like, skin. thank you so much. <laughs> your skin, Egger.
2: Sleeping, and skin then sagging. it was like, Egger, but oh, in is, an is an Egger is
0: better. <laughs> yeah. F. Vincent D'Onofrio, what an incredible performance. Boy, I is I just, he is. Disgusting in this, yes. So good. Uh, but yeah, him truly just, like, vile. Test driving this human suit uh, is truly amazing. uh and The
1: combination of the actor's performance with yeah. the makeup is yeah deeply unsettling in a in a wonderful way. Water, sugar,
0: sugar, more, more. <laughs> I tell you, it's oh, such man. a quotable movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh he's tasked with finding a device called the Galaxy. And we see him track down these, these aliens, killians, which he kills them. But uh, <laughs> poor
1: Lurch. Poor they Lurch. got Lurch.
0: This is very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carol Striken from Adam's family. Uh it gets like violent. These are like little spikes that <sighs> he's got that just goes shooting through their necks. Yeah. A waste of the pierogies. I was very sad to That's say. True. these this plate of pierogies look delicious. You got cockroaches all over them, unfortunately. <laughs> uh K and J head to the morgue to examine the bodies the bug killed. Where K keeps we meet this coroner Laurel, who we did meet briefly earlier, which I like that she comes to like try to be like. When, in, in before his Will Smith scene. goes to the MIB, she's like, "I got something to tell you," and is immediately neuralized by <laughs> K. Just keeps getting neuralized by K. So I, I love that Will yeah. Smith is like, "You're gonna give these people brain damage cancer. Hey, like K- you can't keep doing that." K, have you ever flashy thing me?
2: No. Have you?
0: I'm not. No. I'm not playing. K, have you ever flashy thing me?
2: <laughs> no. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so we see inside the one body, which it's this like robot piloted head with this teeny tiny alien puppet inside, which is That's, so good. It was a
1: great reveal. Just, and Incredible. just so well done. We were like, oh, yeah, like the, the puppet. I'm assuming it's a puppet like looks. Incredible. And then you're like, oh, this sweet little alien was puppeting this sweet little old man.
0: Has been slowly dying for hours mm. now. Uh, and he says that to prevent war, the galaxy is on Orion's belt. Then we First time be, I learned maybe,
2: about Orion's belt by the way this movie was yeah. oh, educational. Yeah. teaching the children. We're,
0: is, we're learning things in this film as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um we meet which I think might be Tommy Lee Jones funniest scene is where we meet uh Frank the Pug the MIB informant with oh, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones just going good. to town shaking this dog. Every which way but loose. (laughs)
1: They're practicing a ventriloquist act. (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Yeah, the dog owes my friend money. Uh, (laughs) I would be surprised if, like, Will Smith just improvised, like, all of his life. Yeah, he definitely improvised some, for sure. Yeah. And Frank, the pug, explains that the missing galaxy is a massive energy source housed in a small jewel. Jay deduces that the galaxy is hanging on the collar of the Archilian's cat, Orion, which has refused to leave the body at the morgue. Jay and Kay arrive as Edgar has gotten the galaxy and kidnapped Laurel. Meanwhile, an Archillian battleship delivers an ultimatum to the MIB, return the galaxy within a galactic standard week, which is an hour, or they will destroy the Earth. Uh, or this actually might be my favorite Tommy Lee Jones scene, when they're driving through the tunnel. You made
1: us rewatch this three times, Jeff. This is true, because
0: I'd forgotten about this, that he, when he's just, like, upside down, because they, like, never, you know, the buttons oh, that never hit, hit the never button, th- yeah. they're upside down, he's just listening to Elvis, and... With Tommy, you this is the most, know, I Elvis I've is seen. dead, right? <laughs> but with Tommy Jones, is singing along and then just goes, It's like, all right, now. And as the guitar still is this little guitar banjo strumming goes, he just goes, bang, like, bang, 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 like, wiggling his head back and forth in a way that I would never expect from Tommy B. Jones, right? As
2: <laughs> and meanwhile, Will is like bouncing around, like, uh, 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 Yeah, uh, shoes akimbo, uh, everything. God,
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> Although, also, I I did buy this much more of Tommy Lee Jones being into Elvis than earlier when he's got like his CD gets destroyed. There's like the scene in MIB with like the tiny energy ball that goes ping pong everywhere, and Tommy Jones says that he's gonna have to buy the White Album again. I don't know if I believe that Tommy Lee Jones is a Beatles fan. Elvis, He's the right age,
1: though. He's the right age. He
0: sure is the right age. But I feel like Tommy Lee Jones is like, yeah, maybe if they get a haircut, then I'll be uh, listening to these I fellas. I don't know. I
1: feel like everybody was like, it's the Beatles. I'll go along <laughs> just to be part of life. You know, the well, guy of that generation.
0: Of yeah, you can see in the background of help. You can see amongst all the girls screaming is a young Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> <Scowling>. running after. <laughs> scowling, but still running after <laughs> Ringo specifically was his favorite. Of course, yes.
1: Uh, I love the way he plays the drums.
0: Just He loves it. Uh, I just I just like percussion. Uh, <laughs> the bug arrives in Queens at the Observation Towers from the World's Fair, which disguised two real flying saucers. I love I mean, this. perfect.
1: Yes. I love the way they worked in all these iconic New York Yeah. Things. Yeah. In ways that also are like, oh yeah, no, but that's really like and to you mask at, alien activity.
2: Yeah, you're like, no, that, that those do look like flying saucers. <laughs> they absolutely yes. do.
1: Call it out, yeah. <laughs> So good, why else would we have it in Queens? That's a good point. That's
0: (laughs) a good point. And always a good joke. Queens (laughs) is great, but it's never not funny just to to crap on Queens a bit. Uh, Laurel escapes Edgar's clutches and then gets stuck in a tree for conservatively 20 minutes. She
1: doesn't make any effort to get out of that. That also, that branch, that's gotta be uncomfortable. But she's like, I'm just gonna (laughs) hang out here and watch all, I mean, I guess stay out of the way, but it's also like, move? I don't know. (laughs) I got a little irritated by her just hanging out in that tree for three quarters of the. day.
2: well, she comes. She does come back because
0: she does. She, sure she does. saves. She saves. She the makes lives. it work. She actually
2: yeah. gets the final kill. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. Really, the Last main blood. the main kill. The main kill the main of kill. The film. Yeah. yeah. Edgar tries to leave in one of the saucers, but K and J shoot it down. The bug then sheds Edgar's skin, which has been rotting this whole time. Yeah. In tra- <laughs> it's barely, barely hanging disgusting. on. Yeah and then tries to oh he swallows K and J's guns and K provokes the bug until he, K gets swallowed hey, as me. well yeah
1: <laughs> hey man surprised the bug didn't like uh, smell a rat there you know but I just went for it you know, is uh, is he's a
0: man of simple pleasures. It's I like so. I, I'm gonna just. He's, yeah. Well, he, he does say that he's gonna kidnap Laurel because he needs a snack for the trip. That's so maybe true. he's been thinking like, okay, well, she's uh, now gone. So I gotta, I'll eat this guy instead. Right. Uh, I, guns. Not a lot of nutrition in uh, that guns. That's fair. That's fair. But Tommy Lee Jones. That's like a. That's some beef jerky right there. That is some Texas. Texas that's weathered meat. <laughs> weathered meat. <laughs> That'd be a great nickname for Tommy Jones. Oh, weathered Weathered meat, we called him. So the bug tries to escape another ship. Jay stalls it by squishing all of these cockroaches. Also brilliant. Just like, oh, I'm sorry. Is this your your aunt? Is this your uncle? uncle? Which apparently, like, they... He's actually squishing mustard packets. Because, like, you can't... Even roaches. Like, you can't just be killing anything on film. So they had to be counting... To make sure they had all the roaches there's so many roaches in this film and i it's gotta tell you i don't i don't i don't want to be filming near those roaches that good, good i would people, much rather am, be ugh.
1: alfred molina covered in tarantulas and raiders, and raiders of the Lost Ark, than yeah. be around all those
0: roaches to I, be honest i think i would agree
1: cover that. me in spiders before <laughs> i have to work with with roach actors
0: <laughs> roach actors <laughs> uh yeah yes they're you know they're they're sag those roaches they are professionals like they
1: probably make more than i do honestly
0: that could be. You did. You did once work with a dog who I believe was paid the I same did, as. I same worked as you. with
1: a dog who was, was on a the very same contract. Dog. I
0: was that hurt. That hurt, but it was a great dog. What can you do? He's a professional. It's <laughs> a professional dog. Uh, the K, having found his gun, blows the bug apart from the inside and recovers the galaxy. And yet Laurel gets that final kill. So good, just as the bug is about to like devour Will Smith, mm-hmm. she kills it, and like that's enough. Now you're in. You're into the MIB Agent L. Well, she, you know,
2: all all along, she was she yeah. she was smart. She was mm-hmm. catching on. They kept neuralizing her, but she was still on it. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. all right,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. Well, uh, Tommy Lee Jones says that he has neuralized her before a couple times, and yeah. it's like if you work at the morgue, any an alien dies, like you right. know, oh, like a how couple many times, times is
1: his way of saying every, every day, e- every day or two. So. <laughs>
0: This poor woman.
1: But I do love that. Then, yeah, Will Smith, like his whole like. I mean, obviously, he also like has a crush on her. But it's also just the like the voice of the audience. Like, is that can't be good for yeah. her brain? <laughs> what are you doing to this person?
0: <laughs> uh And we end at the MIB headquarters, where Kay tells Jay that he has not been training him as a partner, but as a replacement, and bids him farewell before Jay neuralizes him. This was him. emotional. Yeah. yeah,
1: like I remembered that this happened, but I was just like, oh. Well, this is why when you get really good actors, like you can do like a very funny action movie and then have these moments where you're like, oh, oh, that's that's quite it's quite tender.
0: Yeah. When you see him earlier, like on the computer, like looking after clearly the woman that he left behind to join the MIB and like that's all you need. And then you and then like that's the setup and this is the payoff of then the was it like the National Enquirer or whatever. It's like man wakes up from 35 year coma to rejoin the wife he left behind. The wife he Mm -hmm. left behind. Right. So he rejoins his civilian life. And Laurel becomes Jay's new partner, L, which I I'm unsurprised that we ended on a Dennis Rodman joke of saying that Dennis Rodman is an alien, mm-hmm. but I, I I feel like this is the same year or maybe the maybe it was the next year because we've been Amy Jo and I have been rewatching uh, Third Rock from the Sun okay. and Dennis Rodman cameos as himself as an alien, so he was all in. It's like yeah. if you're gonna make the joke on me, Men in Black. I'm making the joke on you. I am an alien. I'll go get my. I'm gonna go get paid to go pretend to be an alien now. Uh, and I, I wonder how many more. If there's any other thing that he cameos in, or I know, I'm sure there were other jokes at the time from other movies and TV shows by Dennis Rodman being an alien, but I wonder if there's any other cameos that he himself personally made. Anyway, the casting directors of Men in Black were Deborah Zane and David Rubin. Zane has also cast such films as Galaxy Quest, Ocean's Eleven, Catch Me If You Can, and The Hunger Games. And Rubin, a two-time Emmy winner for casting Game Change and Big Little Lies, has also cast such films as The Addams Family the firm and previous episodes romeo and juliet and my cousin Vinny. so let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast some of these people may have auditioned some may have just been discussed by casting this is all subjective and as always i've looked up all the actors in advance and amy joe and john are hearing it along with you listener for the very first time
1: mm.
0: so let's start with you john with uh, jay so your thoughts on will smith and if you had to cast someone else i know it is hard if and that we're smith talking about in no,
2: 1997 right
0: it can be whatever Whenever. so okay. if you got someone instead of Will Smith if Will Smith said no and you have to replace him someone else in 97 or if it was never if the movie was never made until today like, they never got around to adapting, because so it was originally, I think, a Marvel comic. And today, now, they're like, let's do it. Or if it was like, let's make this movie in the 1970s. Really, whatever. Whatever comes to mm-hmm, mind. Mm-hmm. And if you can't think of anyone else, that's also okay, because it really is, it's hard. It's, it's iconic. hard, because he's so good in this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I need to start by saying that Will, Will Smith is perfect in this role. He, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones
0: is absolutely great he
2: very much is a a, like a 1a but like this is will's movie and he nails it so it's it's perfect it is perfect casting i mean i feel like if you were to the other people like so basically that the kind of type is like you have to have somebody who is both cool and and funny like Mm -hmm. who you buy as like An action star, but also you like want to be like, and you want to be friends with, you know. So like, like an obvious choice is like, like Eddie Murphy. Though at this point, he would be maybe a little too old for this role. But like, you know, um, or uh, I guess at this time it would be like Chris Tucker was kind of floating in that, you you know, area. Um, It's it's hard now. I will say because there's not many. You know, outside of myself, which is an obvious casting choice, there's not many. Uh, you know, <laughs> like young. <laughs> hey,
1: pitch yourself. We are all yeah, up. No, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's be
2: real. I mean, it, you know, it would be me, but uh, but uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of like um, young uh, like b- black actor comedians. You know, like I feel like you know, like Jermaine Fowler, I guess, would be kind of in, in that uh, yeah. category. Mm-hmm um uh but yeah a lot of i'm trying to think of some some others i don't really know um and i guess you know obviously this i'm sure maybe at first this was envisioned for a a white man but i i do think that him being black adds so much flavor to the film Mm -hmm. because you you know it's like it just it, it set it does set them apart. It sets like the very like conservative Tommy Lee Jones like old school approach to this like new school kind of thing, and just Definitely. adds to another totally. one of those thing. You know, I don't know. That, that's all. That's all <laughs> I got for now.
0: Those are great yeah Yeah, this was like the i think eddie murphy if this was like made in the 80s yeah like if it said instead of beverly hills cop if it was just alex foley joining the mib like if that's the sequel that's the second beverly hills cop movie instead is him in the mib i think that's great i think any young eddie murphy yeah those are great uh amy joe what about you
1: yeah this is so hard because as like as you've said it is um a perfect fit it's a perfect use of everything will smith does really well he's His charm and charisma is, like, off the charts. He's so funny. And yet, like, when he's like, oh, I'm going to chase down this, what, like, cephalopod, cephalopod, like, on foot, like, you buy it. You're like, yeah, he's a very funny action star. So it is uh, tricky. I thought, like... The person that came to mind most, like, attitudinally, I still don't necessarily, I is not an action star. I'm like, Keegan-Michael Key would be very funny, Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm not necessarily buying him, like, you know, some, like, really badass cop, you know? It's not, like, where my mind goes. Um, So, yeah, I was like, okay, if this was, like, today and we were gonna just, like, go in a different direction, again, this is not an action star, but, you know, people... Do all sorts of things for role. I was like, maybe like a Tiffany Haddish. You know, I'd be. She's very funny. Yeah, I could. I could see her providing a similar kind of like what (laughs) kind of energy. Yeah, um, that I think Will Smith does so well. So those are my thoughts. Again, I found this movie incredibly hard to do alternate casting for because it's it's so perfectly calibrated.
2: We should you know note that they. It, the the latest men in black men in black international you know they they like all right let's try to like reboot it with two new people and i personally feel like that was a failure <laughs> like i like that combo just didn't really work that well with yeah, tessa thompson I, and yeah
0: sorry go ahead and chris hemsworth yeah, yeah chris no hemsworth. i was just going to say that i i didn't see men in black international yeah, they but I. they're so good in thor yeah. ragnarok together that it's also it's also, it's it's just interesting. It's interesting to see, like, let's just pair them up again and it not work so spectacularly. Yeah. Uh, and I like both those actors, but yeah.
2: To be fair to to them, like, the script made them do a weird thing where the new person was Tessa Thompson, but her character played more like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I was about to and say, that's
1: her energy is much more like, I'm the intense straight man right. to this, like, yeah. total goof-wad, right? At least At least in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, right. I feel
0: like to today you want yeah, you, I think Tiffany Haddish is great. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish and Aquafina. Aw- Aquafina. Aquafina's coming I in to Awkwafina like as just too. be yeah. blown away by every single thing yeah. that's happening, but still be bringing it comedically. And and I'm also interested because it's like I, I don't know, it feels like I feel like that's what's like until Bad Boys. It was like people kind of assumed like, oh Will Smith, he's a you know, he's a comedian. He's on fresh prince. You're gonna put him in an action movie until like you actually give these people that shot. That's true. Um I mean, made today the other person I think I'd be really interested in is John Boyega. Uh, okay. I, I would be, I, I could say. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, in 97, if it was not Will Smith, the only other person I could think of who I think has the charisma and can bring the comedy, be very different, Queen Latifah. Oh. Imagine Queen Latifah mm-hmm. with Tommy Lee
2: Jones. She is, could 100% have done that. Absolutely. Yeah. I you're could right. so
0: see her as like the NYPD cop that she's like, I'm just. I'm running these criminals down. Like, I am now gonna...
1: That's really fun. (laughs) Yeah, and the thought of her and Tommy Lee Jones together is, that's not a pair you expect every day, you know?
0: Yes. Will Smith was cast... Because Sonnenfeld liked his performance in Six Degrees of Separation and and Sonnenfeld's wife was a Weird. big fan of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air.
1: Yeah, that's like not the that's not the project one thinks leads <laughs> to men in black at yeah, no. six degrees of separation. You assume
0: Independence Day, or I guess like by the time Independence Day came out, it they would have, have already been, been yeah. filming this. Yeah. Um or even like bad boys. But I guess it's just like that. You're like, okay, you can like really act as well. Like you're not mm-hmm. just a move like an incredible move charismatic right. movie star you actually have like acting chops so well. traps. you got yeah. them chops. uh which originally will smith after reading the script did not want to accept the role because he had just an in independence day and he didn't want to make another movie about aliens and it was jada pinkett smith who convinced him to take the part that's which, good partnership thank- yeah, for you thankfully absolutely so, two other actors that i could find that were up for this role David Schwimmer turned no. it down. What? Ross Geller himself.
1: That hurts.
0: And I Ch- truly what?
2: <laughs>
1: Nothing <laughs> like, about that is appropriate. Not, e-
2: not even close. <laughs> like both in both movie. in the both in the comedic sensibilities and the action sensibilities. Just like not the right fit at all.
1: He's he's like also uh, like the uptight. Person like he's yeah. an uptight clown, you know, which is like you can't have two of those energies next to one another, or it, it won't work.
0: So, so you think it should have been uh, Joey? You think they should have gotten Matt LeBlanc instead? <laughs> well, the, the, sl- if you're I gonna mean, go with friends. no.
1: But out of those two, may, uh, that's uh, that's a terrible God. question. Yeah. But yes, oh, I
0: know it's. And also that stinks for him to I, and I don't know if he turned it down just cuz he didn't like the script or if he turned it down because I mean he was in the middle of season 4 of friends yeah, so he it's was also probably like schedule wise
1: very very uh, uh contracted to friends at that time.
0: Yeah, he had friends and this movie Breast Men where he and Chris Cooper play the two doctors who invent breast implants. So wow. not a movie that is as known today as Men in Black was so I think that Men movie in Black came out that movie came out, Breast Men. That movie made it. I'm thrilled to say i made it. It made it through the development process. I'm sure that you know there's some producer that's just like, as soon as they say, "Okay, it's called Breastmen," he was like, "Stop drilling, you hit oil. I'm in. I'm, oh, I'm, we, I'm yeah, investing man. all the money. I don't care anything else about. Just tell me, are there actual breasts in the movie? It's not chicken breasts. You're not tricking me, are you? There are actual human breasts. Done. Green light. Perfect.
1: It sounds appalling. <laughs>
0: so mad. Wow. <laughs> and the other actor who turned it down, Chris O'Donnell, because he thought it was going to be another new recruit uh-huh. role, like Robin and Batman Forever. So he didn't want to do another role like that.
2: I mean, thank God. I will say yes. like, that at least that choice makes some sense, even though I still, it would have been the wrong choice. It, it at least but you like, see how they got there there's yeah there's some reasoning to it <laughs> right <laughs> like oh, David Schwimmer is what it's like, like somebody this... was like I like actually my favorite friend is David Schwimmer uh, you know like cause they wanna be I'm gonna prove it I'm gonna make him a star
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: this like... guy really moves the needle and he's great at dinner parties Wow. Okay. Yes, I I agree that it's still terrible, but at least it has uh. Some, there's some logic behind there's, it. There's one can some go like, logic. All right.
2: It would have made this movie like one of those forget one of those movies with a great premise, but it was just forgettable because he could he would not have the skill to bring what totally. he needed to. He would play it yeah. here. He he would play it on the surface. Will could just play it so because he's just so charismatic and funny but like has that like sweet and serious side to him. Mm-hmm. He can hit all those kind of notes where like Chris would I don't know, like the the serious part. I'm even thinking about the like when they're in the um the jeweler shop, right? And and they're both like kind of holding guns to that guy's head and he's like, "Oh, he'll do it," you know? Like, "Oh, he'll yeah, shoot you." Yeah. And then he does shoot his head off and Will immediately turns his gun, to yeah. 2K, and he's like, put the gun down. Like, dead serious. Like, it's not funny. He's like, put the gun down. I'm telling you, put the gun around right now. And then the guy's head grows back and he's like, what? You know, it's hard. that's a hard scene to play. Yeah. You have to keep switching back and forth to like, you're joking around. You're dead serious. Like, oh, there's a crazy person who just killed a man right next to me. And then like, what am I seeing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm literally seeing something I've never seen before. And like, we have that's- to buy that. All of
1: it. It's another great line when, when they're leaving, the she's he's like, and I'm gonna be back to talk about those Rolexes. <laughs> <Yeah>. I uh, <laughs> I couldn't, I was like, that is a perfect exit line. We're like, yeah, I have no idea what's happening, but I'm, I'm trying to leave with some kind of dignity yeah. and assert some authority.
0: It's like, even though, because oh Tommy Lee Jones God. gets the top billing, at least for this first one, I'm gonna assume Will Smith switches by the time you get to Men in Black 2, but, with Will Smith, it always feels like it's Will Smith's movie. He immediately like overtakes it. Whereas yeah. with Chris O'Donnell, I feel like it's like Scent of a Woman. He's always going to be a step behind yeah. Pacino. He's always going to be the step, like one step back, oh, yeah. playing catch-up. Because you're working with Academy Award winner Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, instead, in 1997, Chris O'Donnell had Batman and Robin. Uh, womp womp. Of, yeah, the <laughs> Ice to meet you. Yikes. Uh, which I, apparently Spielberg is the one that really wanted Chris O'Donnell. And He, Sonnefeld had to work around this, which I thought was in a brilliant way, because this is what he said. Spielberg told me I had to go to dinner with Chris and convince Chris to be in the movie. But I knew I wanted Will Smith. So I told Chris that I wasn't a very good director, and I didn't think the script was very good. And if he had any other options, he shouldn't do Men in Black. (laughs) He let it be known the next day that he was not interested.
2: Wow. Amazing. Um, I I I love this to
0: flat out be like, trust me, guy, get out. Now I'm not very good at my job. Yeah,
2: you know I'm. Yeah, no, I, I like directing. It's it's hard. I think it's you know it's, it's, it's definitely a tough thing, and I'm I'm still getting the the handle of it. But I think I can I think I can do it. Uh, yeah, the script is script is tough though. It's going to be a tough one. But you know it could be fun. It might might be fun for you. You know,
0: it's not and also def- it's definitely fun. not great, but you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is post both Adams Family movies and Get Shorty, so it's like Barry Seinefeld, You've made some like hits, so yeah. I feel like dire- like you, Chris O'Donnell. You really can't be paying attention much if it's like, oh, I guess he's not a good director, despite the fact he's made these great hit. Blockbuster films.
1: Oh, that was everybody else's uh, that really pushed that across the line. Yeah, they, the An-
0: Angelica Houston really did most of the directing on *Adam's Family*. I just <laughs> stayed out of her way.
2: <laughs> All
0: I can say is we lucked out. The world lucked out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let him go be hanging around on *NCIS* or is is it *NCIS* New Orleans or whichever it is? He's lived know, there for now care. for like twelve years. Good him and LL Cool J. Uh, but let's move on to Edgar, also known as Edgar. Uh, you gotta pronounce it Edgar. Edgar. Uh, let's start with you, Amy Jo. Your thoughts on Vincent D'Onofrio, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? This
1: is a wild performance. I really dug it. Like that, that an- another great, like super efficient use of storytelling. Where he, you know, we hear him like beating up his wife, and then like, or screaming at her, and then comes out into the yard. We see, we get we get the guy, we see him in a full body shot. We like see, we see this dude. And then he's like immediately overtaken by this bug. And like the physical transformation, it's like, <laughs> he's yeah. doing like a stage performance. That's how big it is, but it totally works partially. Cause we know he is like dead and inhabited by an alien. Um, But I really dug it. I thought it was so fun. As far as other options, I tried to think of people who were very much like this type and, or, um, like, strong, like, known for physical comedy. Um, my, the first one that came to mind simply because of, like, a lot of the vocal choices was Michael Keaton. I did feel like this was a sort hmm. of Beetlejuice-esque type yeah. performance. Um, I was like, yeah, I mean, Keaton is weird enough to make this work. Um Definitely. Yeah. I thought of uh, Tony Award-winning actor Shuler Hensley, who is in Greatest Showman and uh, uh, Van Helsing and stuff, but he very much plays, like, farmer types a lot, and he's, like, a big guy, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's worked on the stage.
0: He would also be... <laughs> and he's Frankenstein's monster in Van Helsing. So yeah. He's also used to prosthetic Any, he, he, he played he, Frankenstein's monster in, in young, young Frankenstein, Frankenstein Broadway, on Broadway. So he's, yeah. he's a man used to, like, rotting flesh prosthetics.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, he's worked with a, pros- a prosthetic face before. Um, and then I thought, and this is very, very different because it tends to be more of a gentle clown, but like Bill Irwin is like one of the best physical clowns. Don't do that to Mr. Noodle. Biz- <laughs> Mr. Noodle. Sorry, Mr. Noodle. Your flesh is gonna be falling off your body. Um, but those were like my my main thoughts. I think it's such a successful performance. It's such oh, a yeah. great, like disgusting villain turn, just like ego-free and
0: so fun. Yeah. Love it. Uh, what about you, John? Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I, again, I I think this performance is incredible, so I guess I was thinking, I was thinking Vince Vaughn, I feel like he could have been able to do this, He's he's been doing like, I don't know if you saw the movie Freaky, uh, but like, he was pretty, I didn't,
0: I heard, I heard though, yeah, I heard it was good, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it was good for a year in which there were no movies, but, like, it, right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, you know, let's, you know, there's, a, there's an asterisk oh, Yeah, it's on a, that grading scale. Belt yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but, um, but no, but he his performance in it was, was great, and I think, like, you know, I, I forgot when he did um, the Psycho remake, but I feel like he's, he's able to... Hold, both hold that weight of like oh this dude is scary um, and also we obviously know he's funny so like I just felt like yeah. he might have been able to pull pull this off um, honestly I that's, that's really all I had yeah. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't think of somebody else I was just like I don't know you know I, there are there are different people that I was like oh they would have done something completely different and just like because they're good actors like mm-hmm. you know um, maybe that that could have been cool but I don't I can't think of anyone who would like do this role as you kind of would see it with just that like sense of foreboding and also funny. Like it has to be scary and funny at the same time. That's yeah. a tough
1: one. Yeah, it's a real it's a real tightrope dance that yeah. he's doing.
0: It is, yeah. Yes, you just get Daniel Day-Lewis. Get it into the mindset of becoming the cockroach. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he could. You know what I mean?
1: He would be great. Uh, It would be unexpected.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton, top of my list as well. Only other person I could think of. Uh, Or I was like, if this is made today, uh, I think uh, Paul Walter Hauser of uh, Richard Jewell and Black Klansman and I, Mm. Tanya, and now he's in Cruella. I think he's, I'm always fascinated by him because he's always so different to me in every film that I see him pop up in. Uh, And I think that he's like a really strong character actor and I think he would really make something really work with uh, with a role like this. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So Vincent D'Onofrio researched the role by watching a lot of bug documentaries and to achieve his character's distinctive walk, he put on knee braces so he couldn't bend his legs and taped up his ankles and then based his voice on George C. Scott and John Huston, which I love. Like, what a crazy grab bag yeah, of voices and performance, like, for, to help your performance. Uh, which you can so see with those, his, those legs. Those oh, legs yeah. do that's not insane. bad. I was
1: like, this actor is going to need some serious PT after all this, f- after filming in this. <laughs> like, when you can't move, bend your legs, that's actually more right. stressful to your body than you'd think. Yeah.
2: Thought of one more. Joaquin Phoenix. He, oh, yeah. He, he could have
0: been. Yeah. Very just
1: arranged enough yeah. to pull it off. But also, yeah, obviously a really fine actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, I, also I can see got Joaquin that like
0: not able to drive a car and just shifting back and forth yeah, and back and forth. That. As far as the other actors who were up for the role, we have reached the time in our episode to play a quick round of two truths and some guide. The way it works. Two of the following actors were up for the role of Egger, and one was not. And John Amy Joe have to guess which is which. Your options are Bruce Campbell, John C. Riley, and John Turturro. So two of these actors were considered, and one was not. And you guys have to guess who is some guy who'd Re- like to go first. Read
1: them again, please.
0: Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. John C. Riley, mm-hmm. and John
2: Turturro. Yeah. I mean, all of those do make sense. Yes. I'm trying to think of j- if, like, John C. Riley was Big enough at the time
0: for him to be considered This is yeah. around the time of Boogie, Boogie Nights, Nights to give you okay. an idea of where John C. Riley's at.
1: John C. Riley is on my longer list of options for this role. Mm-hmm. But also I don't know how much he was doing comedic films at this point. I feel like I I came to know him as doing all this prestige stuff, which doesn't mean he wouldn't have been up for this. Right.
2: But then like Bruce is also like that that feels like a it's like somebody was like yeah, like, he would be good. I mean, remember Evil Dead? And they'd be like, yeah, what has he done since? And then they'd be like, that's rude. <laughs> <And then> <laughs> 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 Weird? Um, uh. I'll say John C. Riley is the some guy.
0: All right, Amy Jo.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of torn. I feel like Bruce Campbell is someone I'm like, oh, I can't believe I didn't think of him. But he, I don't know. He's also, like, so, like, he looks like Gaston. Is that, like, is he, right. like...
0: Well, you to, slap on the prosthetics. That's
1: true. Once the skin starts melting, what is beauty? Vincent D'Onofrio um, doesn't
0: look like a shambling corpse usually. <laughs> okay.
1: okay, that's fair. That's fair. But he also doesn't look like Gaston usually. Um, I, I am also going to go John C. Riley.
0: You are both correct. As far as I could tell, yes. John C. Riley not considered for this role. but I think he'd be pretty good. I agree. Uh, but John Turturro had to decline, so he was offered it, I guess, and he had to turn it down due to prior commitments. And Bruce Campbell was reportedly off of the part. Yeah, thinking of Evil Dead 2, of him with his yeah. possessed hand, just like doing somersaults. You're like, yeah, that's a guy that's willing to do, right. to go the what distance with a role. Uh, he was incredibly busy in 1997. This, these were all of his credits he that he had instead. Yeah, <laughs> he was in, not necessarily things you, you know of, but he was in Mikhail's Navy, uh, an episode of the TV adaptation of the movie We Are Science, the TV movie In the Line of Duty, huh? Blaze of Glory a sci-fi thriller called Meno's Mind, a crime thriller called Running Time, Disney's The Love Bug, <laughs> a voice in the game Broken Helix, a TV a failed TV pilot adaptation of the Kevin Costner golf movie Tin Cup called Missing Links, 7 episodes of Ellen, and he was voicing Pitfall Harry in the computer game Pitfall 3D Beyond the Jungle. So Bruce Campbell is a man that does not know how to not book work.
1: Wow. wow. But as you've said, I've not heard of or seen any of those things. Yeah. But
2: I saw uh, that other, other than the Ellen television TV show, I don't... I, did, but I, I, I didn't. know, I was
1: like, he, why would she book him 11 times? I was like, oh, right, 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 right. She, she had a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yes, the sitcom of Ellen. <laughs> he didn't appear seven times in one year. It, it just seemed once an again unusual like, move, but, yeah. you know. For a while, he was like the Andy Richter to her Conan O'Brien. <laughs> He's he was just, just got there his, like, as chainsaw, a punchline so, to get you know, right. to
1: punctuate things, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but let's move on to Kay. John, your thoughts on Tommy Lee Jones, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else?
2: Um, once again, Tommy Lee Jones is uh, absolutely perfect. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's just uh, no way anyone would have done a better job. Uh, but there might have been people who have done similar jobs uh, or interesting jobs. I'm trying to think too, because this is like one of those things where. I know I'm not supposed to be a prisoner of the 1997, but you know that was the time. Um, who has the grab? It? Actually, come back to me. I, I gotta think. I gotta give us. You thoughts. got it. You great.
0: got it. Amy, Joe, what you got?
1: He's great. It's so good. It's and he's so well paired with Will Smith. I think they play together so delightfully. It is so fun. And again, Tommy Lee Jones is someone who I think of have uh, think of as having no sense of humor. So to see that number one, that's not true. But number two, he's actually like funny was extra delightful i think like that's part of what really works with it so my my like contemporary choice if it's made today is nick offerman um Mm. who we obviously know is hilarious like so it's a little bit different we're not getting quite that like reputation that he brings in but like also he just plays humorlessly so well um but uh, more 1997 someone who also was like not, I don't think was known at that time for being funny would be De Niro, which obviously like is what they're playing with in meet the Fockers. But I was like someone like that, who is like known for being a very serious actor to then do something very silly, I think is part of what really works well with Tommy Lee Jones. Um, So those were my main thoughts for that. Cause again, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find someone who is not, I don't know. Someone who is like, yeah, not done much comedy. Who's still, funny you know sure.
2: yeah i wonder if robert redford would have
0: been able to to do this and i think oh, that
1: interesting
0: yeah yeah i could definitely see that yes i feel I like, like, like he, that. i mean robert redford yeah. or or paul newman i'm interested in either of those of like the old hats with the being paired with will smith
1: there are also people that i i associate very much with like the 60s and 70s which there's so many references that k is making to like oh you exactly. should have seen this in 68 in you know that exactly, i think that yeah. would also trade really well because they were movie stars at that time so like the audience is bringing in associations with those people and that era already
2: yeah because i feel like because I, I was thinking like oh like would harrison ford have been good but i feel like he's a little too cool like you want somebody who d- isn't who 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 has the kind of stoic nature like who who you believe can also run with these people but like you know isn't that cool (laughs) and
1: and he also brings so much of that like that same kind of um quippy energy that will smith does so well that i feel like we've come to expect from indiana jones and han solo that i feel like it actually that would be two uh energies that are too
0: similar Mm -hmm. right I feel like if he's a little young for well, he's just younger than Tommy Lee Jones, but made a little later. Chris Cooper, I think you're getting energetically. Available. That's yes. who I that's literally.
2: Great. That's who I was thinking of, and I was trying to figure out his. I was like Chris, and I was like, what's his last name? And I literally this whole time have been googling. Who's <laughs> 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 that him.
1: guy with no teeth in adaptation? <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. That yes, you're so Chris right. Cooper. That's like that's exactly like a, a a prestige actor who's seems humorless but like is a good actor and
0: yeah and do and you've seen him in that muppets movie he's a man that oh, can play yeah. a clown he's a man that can do comedy as well and
2: i will say because he did do an excellent job in men in black 3 josh brolin uh oh, was oh great. Yeah. like he he was he was perfect as as k like as a young k you know right. so he definitely could do it now uh and mm-hmm. perhaps if they didn't use him in men in black three he would have been an obvious choice to do like a re well i don't know maybe they they wanted to mix it up
0: or if they do a, a prequel maybe instead going forward if like okay let's do another film like set in like the 60s mm-hmm. 70s and pair josh brolin with some another like someone else that's also interesting i don't know uh i could also see gene hackman thinking of because he's mm-hmm. in get shorty that barry sonefeld directed if he wanted to work with him again it was
2: great with will smith and uh Oh uh, yeah, behind enemy or wait, no, enemy of the state. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I I would like Will Smith, 1997, pair him with Danny Glover, where he's already too old for this shit with Lethal Weapon. Danny Glover, That's for sure. Uh, I'd be interested yeah. in be very different, but I think it'd be really good. Or maybe today I could see a Brian Cranston. I could see oh, Walter yeah. White blasting some aliens for sure. Yeah. Pew. As for the one other actor that I could find. Clint Eastwood turned it down. I was going to say
2: Clint Eastwood. I'm glad he turned it down because I was like, Clint is a choice that feels obvious for that era, but also I think
0: wrong choice. think I feel like somehow even if Tommy Lee Jones comes across as someone with no sense of humor Clint Eastwood comes across with negative sense of humor
1: it's like he's down he's in a valley
0: of humorlessness and even less than Tommy Lee Jones do I buy Clint Eastwood being a Beatles fan he's he's the one that's demanding that they get haircuts he's certainly not rebuying the white album he's glad that it broke
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's fascinating I totally I totally see that's one where I totally see the logic I understand why they would go with that but I think we're all better off for a different choice yeah like that
2: that name definitely popped in my head and I was like
0: "Eh." (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) not exactly the right yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is just a grouch, but he's a cuddlier grouch than Clint Eastwood. Yes. You need a cuddlier grouch for a film like this. <laughs> uh, but those were all the characters that I found other casting options for. There are a few other characters we didn't mention, so I want to briefly touch on them. Uh, we have Rip Torn as Zed, who's the, like the leader of the MIB. Great. Uh, so good. And mm-hmm. this is also the first time I'd never clocked, because they're all named just the initials, right. K and J. I'd never thought that he's named Zed because it's the British pronunciation of how we say the letter z and they say zed i just never realized You're like oh that's why he's oh. Z. yeah he's Asian g uh but yeah he's so good i think he's so good in this and he comes back i think he's in at least two he's definitely in two i think he's in three as well um
2: yeah he's definitely in two yeah the sequels to this movie are disappointing <laughs> yeah i I, I, I only saw the second yeah. and then
0: parts of the third
2: oh, the second is the worst for sure second one is Oh, I guess maybe international is the worst for me. But the second one was like, it was one of those things where I was like, one, why not bring, uh, I forgot this actress's name, but like, why not bring her back? I don't, I didn't even understand it. It just felt like one of those things where she was so good in the first movie. Why would, like, even if you're not going to have her be there the whole time, not having her there at all feels rude. (laughs) Just <laughs> yeah and
1: weird uh, given how you set weird. everything up
0: yeah yeah it's uh linda fiorentino yeah. uh as laurel the who apparently was supposed to be in the second one to begin with and then she was written out of the script so i don't know if if like it's all is all a little apocryphal because she's also in dogma and like kevin smith is quoted like saying that he she wouldn't speak to him on set at times. As She kind of seemed to get I have plugged heard as having a she is difficult a little reputation. Difficult, but that's also And like, as a woman in Hollywood, yes. I think to take that with a huge grain of salt. So I don't know if For she kind sure. of got like, you're kind of getting pushed out of these projects and sequels because you're getting a reputation. Yeah, because here's the thing.
2: Is, it, is somebody being difficult when they're like, why are you barely writing me in this movie? Please give my character more of a story. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, she's being difficult. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. like... No, 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 you're being a sucky, sexist writer. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I... and there's
1: also like some, like, there are some actors that, uh, like, I'm thinking of a couple of actors in the theater world who are like very famous and very notorious and it's like i don't want to work with them and i resent them treating my friends in particular ways but i also understand how a woman of a certain age who has had to live through the the decades prior as an actor like you got to get a tough skin and get stuff done and if that means like you're operating out of a lot of like pain and fear and like decades of like it being awful being a woman in the business. Like I get how you might get to be not the nicest, you know, like I can have compassion for that even as I try to avoid you myself, you know? But so, yeah, I don't know. Having never met Linda, I have no idea, but I have heard I have heard that.
0: And I wonder if because like, you know, it's the movie ends with Tommy Lee Jones is like, I'm out of the business. But if the sequel, of course, you just want Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones together is so would she have been along as like a third wheel? Is she getting written off at the beginning of the film? So maybe she's in the first 10 minutes. Like, I think it's Patrick Warburton as his partner who gets like neuralized instead or would she be like, I'm kind of in the background, so she would have popped in a few times on her, like, I've got my own partner, I'm doing my own thing. Or would she have spent the whole, s- maybe she's in a tree the entire second film as well. They just put her back <laughs> up in the tree like a cat. Uh, <laughs> Here I, I know. am
1: in Flushing.
0: Uh, yeah. But a- Apparently, she won her role in Men in Black in a poker game with director Barry Sonnenfeld. Don't what? I? I no idea. This is the first I've ever heard of an actor <laughs> winning a role in a Hollywood poker so game. It so much.
1: <laughs> it's pretty gross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just like, <Wow>. Just why? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's depressing. Uh. It's it is crazy. She's really good. Yeah, she's she's great. She deserves to be in this movie. <laughs> she's really good at mm-hmm. it. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's the sequels. It's also one of those things where I'm like. I get it financially they were going to make a sequel to this movie and also the movie is just such a perfect movie that it's like hard to make a sequel and then they proved that it was hard to make a sequel because their sequels weren't good the third one's premise was a little more interesting and like almost there but like they never captured the magic of the first movie and part of that is because it's like the magic of the first movie is that you have one character who's a fish out of war, who's learning this whole Mm -hmm. world this new world so that that kind of mystery and fun is never there, and Will mm. still has to keep that, and yet becomes a vet, like a seasoned vet. So it's like, yeah. how do you do that? You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't
0: know, it just doesn't work. That's a great point. Uh, yeah, I wanted to briefly mention her, Beatrice, the Ed, Edgar's Egg- wife, Egg- is Egg- uh, was this actor, Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Uh, who's been in just like a bunch of random things, but she was on SNL for a little while in the early 90s for like one season she was on SNL. Um, But I just wanted to plug her name because she was so memorable i just love when they neuralize her and her blank stare as will smith is trying to give her like you know <laughs> and, and get like a decorator in here like you know clean yourself up like you know you know what? you left him he didn't leave you uh she's just like staring dead-eyed at him uh is i so do love that
1: i do make it a happy memory like after right. <laughs> after he's like otherwise we're gonna be here all day while he tries to give people a, a good nice send off such
0: a good runner will smith just wanting to try to make happy give them happy memories when they keep neuralizing all these yeah. people uh and yes we had tony Shaloub in that one scene as jeebs just
1: looks wild
0: yeah and he comes funny. back in the second one i think because i i get i think i was conflating the two because i thought he had more i was waiting for him to come back again i was like that's it that's all we get um it's so by the second one then he's monk so they're like oh yeah we'll have you around more uh but he's yeah he's great and whatever they did of cgi or whatever to make his eyes look like that look like that yeah uh, Was very effective to make him look like a bit of a creeper. And I didn't know this. I saw that uh so Frank the Pug was voiced by this actor and puppeteer Tim Blaney, who's primarily a puppeteer, but was also the (laughs) voice of Johnny Five in the short circuit films, which to me is such a different voice. And Frank, I guess he's the one he's in all of them. He's in all three men in black, and he's in Men in Black International. I think it's him and one of the worm guys that I'm like, you are the ones that are in all four of the films of the franchise.
1: Well, Jeff, I hate to tell you this, but I doubt it's the same dog.
0: Okay. The dog might be long gone.
1: Yes. The voice of the dog. That's true.
0: That's lovely. They did say because it was several years later in Men in Black 2 that they had to like use some makeup to hide because the dog's fur was now a little gray around his nose which I thought was very sweet just a little dog in a makeup chair hmm. um <laughs> but final thoughts uh any other actors that popped out at you guys any other moments on the film we haven't touched on i really it's every moment in this film i could i, I could talk at length so about good. it's all so fun it's also good
1: i would like to shout out that the the actor at the newsstand next to frank the pug when they drove oh, when they so drove up fun. i was like is that richard o'brien it's like, like and he's yeah, still does, in his does riprap, like rip-rap costume
0: rocky horror show he he does look a fright this like living scarecrow next to the dog yeah
1: that was great i was like you know what props that to you sir that for just
0: definitely an alien that, <laughs> yeah. that's the line we get and, he, and then <laughs>
1: the, the <next>. dog's like
2: <laughs> the dog's like whatever <laughs> yeah
1: they do such a great job of subverting your expectations at every turn it's so fun yeah I don't know. I don't have a lot else to say other than, like, I really enjoyed no. revisiting this movie. And it was, yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. It's so tight. It's so funny. It packs
2: a punch.
0: You talked about David Cross
2: already, right? Oh, I, yeah. Well, David well, Cross is David in Cross. it.
0: Yes, David Cross is, like, the He's great. other, the guy, like, the front desk at the morgue who's swatting all the flies. And mm-hmm. Edgar just, like, don't do that. And just glues him to the wall. Yeah. And Who the then ceiling. comes back in the second one as like a different, I think he's supposed to be the same character. So I guess he doesn't die. Well, I assumed I he died. Well, I thought
1: I saw his eyes moving when when oh, Tommy okay. Lee Jones looks up, but I couldn't tell. I was like, is he supposed to be dead up there or just trapped up there?
0: I got
2: gotcha.
1: I guess just trapped.
2: Oh, interesting. I, yeah, I thought he was supposed to be dead for sure. But like I said, the sequels.
0: Not- <laughs> yeah. They're not canon.
1: <laughs> that said. We can pretend they're not canon.
0: The cartoon, very fun. If you've ever yes. seen them in a I, black cartoon. I did watch some of the cartoon Uh, growing up. It's very it's very good. And I th- I'm, I'm, I forget if... I'm sure that Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones are not there, voicing themselves no, in the no, cartoon. No. But Tony Shalhoub apparently does. He pops in on the cartoon when I was looking up his character's involvement, which I liked. I was Tony like, good for Shalhoub. you. Good for you, Tony. Get uh, that cartoon that money guy's as well. Great. Uh, right. I want to end on this, because we hear the actual address for the MIB, but it's at 504 Battery Drive, so I was curious. So I googled it, and... It is the, which in the movie, it says the Triborough Bridge and Tunnel Authority is on the Mm -hmm. outside of the building. And Googling it is the Hugh L. Carey Tunnel Ventilation Building. But there were a lot of reviews of the building of clearly people just reviewing it as if it is the Men in Black headquarters, which I quite enjoyed. So I just wanted to read a few of these. A classic stop to find aliens in NYC looking for the MIB team. Five stars. Really nice place to visit one less star because i got flashed by Jay. only thing i can remember is going inside that's all four stars nothing spectacular just a building two stars <laughs> <laughs> not really a tourist attraction two stars <laughs> truly and never claimed to be <laughs> 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 like, we are not here to be a tourist attraction. And too much damn traffic. Worse than that, they close the lane while no work is being done. They must have a leftover from very fat boy Christie administration. Two stars.
1: Very fat boy Christie administration. <laughs>
0: oh Literally, God. the only one that does not relate to it being related to the MIB headquarters uh, is just someone shouting out Chris Christie.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? Sometimes the internet isn't an awful place.
0: All right. So we're at our recommends section. If you, uh, do you have anything that you want to plug of your own, John, or for, uh, just any, anything else of, uh, you know, any movie, TV show, book, Uh, anything. Yeah.
2: I mean, well, I you know, please listen to uh, Blackman Can't Jump in Hollywood podcast if you like movies. Uh, We talk about movies with black uh leading actors so that's cool um and if you haven't seen astronomy club the sketch show on netflix
0: look that up it's fu- it's, it's a very fun funny network.
1: you should watch it yeah.
0: yes it's it you can binge it all in one day it's yeah, very binge- very funny yeah um but
2: uh that's really it for me uh i haven't seen bo burnham's new special but i've heard from everyone that i trust that it's incredible and also every time i see his specials i'm like Mm -hmm. This is incredible, so go watch that. I'm going to watch it soon. And that yeah that's it when live comedy and theater starts opening up please go see it <laughs> please yeah. go go
0: support go support <laughs> live for live comedy theater live comedy live yeah. Theater. yeah absolutely uh, amy joe what are you recommending this week
1: um i am reading this book that you got me for christmas uh which is a biography on lorraine hansbury the playwright it's called looking for lorraine by imani perry and it's so good so far it really places her in her historical context and you know she died young had a fascinating life and um it's just i'm really i'm really enjoying it thus far so i'm recommending looking for lorraine awesome jeff what are you
0: recommending uh you know seeing rip torn in this film i am going to recommend another film he was in the movie defending your life from the early 90s i feel like it kind of gets forgotten about it's this uh fantasy comedy with albert brooks and meryl streep where it's like once you die you go to this judgment city where it's then it becomes like a court case as they debate whether or not you've lived a brave enough life to like move on and if you failed you get sent back to try again as albert brooks like falls in love with this woman played by merrill of course while he's only got like a few days there and rip torn is his uh is his attorney uh and it's so funny like he gets like a few jokes in this but he doesn't really he's not the one he's not like the comedic you know he's not the main comic relief in men in black uh but he's so so funny in defending your life and uh is one of my favorite romantic comedies so if you haven't seen it check out defending your life and that's what we're recommending this week Uh, so thank you again to john and you've already you've already said to go listen to black men can't jump in hollywood but i must echo that again it really is it's one of my favorite podcasts it's been so great having you you on here after being able to listen to you on your show for years and years and years uh so much so many wonderful episodes and if you listener have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of email us at and almost starring at gmail.com and let us know
1: if you'd like to follow us on social media for all our shenanigans or find out what film we're doing next week find us on instagram at and almost starring
0: until next time i'm jeff ronan i'm amy joe jackson and thanks for joining us to see who almost starred